Welcome to the Proper Villains Podcast, where every two weeks, this mother-daughter duo brings you mysteries, thrillers, and more. Welcome back to another episode of Proper Villains. I am Robin Englehart Bagley, and I am thrilled that the days are getting longer. It's it's like five o'clock. It's not even dark out yet. It's awesome. I'm I'm Caitlin Bagley, and I know global warming's real. I know the world's melting, but it was 50 degrees today, and it was freaking gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> like I know it shouldn't be 50 degrees in January, but it was a really nice day after some really crappy cold days, and I. I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very nice. And and we did have a pretty good cold snap last week. So but. yeah, I, that hurt. <laughs> like, why do I live where the air makes my face hurt? That was a meme going around. So it is in a real our, thing in our office building. Like we had space heaters cause we couldn't keep up with the big building and the cold snap. So yeah. 50 degrees was really nice. Yeah, it definitely is. So even though, yeah, global warming is a thing. All right. Who are we talking about today? So we're continuing on the Sherlock Holmes theme, but we're going way more villainy. We're going with Moriarty. Yes, this is a in a, a recently published book. It was published in 2014 by Anthony Horowitz, who actually got the blessings, I guess, of Arthur Conan Doyle's estate to continue with Sherlock Holmes stories. He wrote one uh, called House of Silk, and this one is Moriarty. And it is about, of course, uh, Professor Moriarty, who was introduced by Conan Doyle in The Final Problem, where uh, Sherlock Holmes dies because Conan Doyle wanted to kill him off because he was sick of him. So he dies and the public was outraged and he ended up bringing him back a decade later um, in 1903 with The Empty House. Moriarty takes place in that space in between. Right. This takes place immediately after the final problem where Holmes dies at the Reichenbach Falls. Right. And Moriarty, five, yeah. Moriarty allegedly, they die fighting. They go off the cliff. Yeah, they go off the cliff. They go over the falls. And this is five days later. Right, where we have our Pinkerton detective. Um, I just... Chase. Frederick Chase. Frederick, Frederick Chase. Chase. Yes, he yes. is a Pinkerton detective. And he has been um, on the trail sort of of Moriarty, but not really. He's actually looking for an American crime boss that he believes has gone to England. Right. He is looking for correspondence between our American version of Moriarty and Professor Moriarty. Right. And the American that he is pursuing, he's, he's, He's kind of, yeah, he's the American Moriarty. He's, he's a crime boss. His name is Clarence Devereaux. And Chase has reason to believe that Devereaux has gone to London to expand his network over there. And he wonders if he was going to contact Moriarty. And when he arrives, of course, by that time, Moriarty and Holmes are in Switzerland duking it out at Reichenbach Falls, and they both go over the cliff, um, or over the falls, I should say. So that's where he goes. He actually goes to Switzerland. So our story opens in Switzerland. Yes, and he is having a horrible time getting the Swiss police, the local police, to help him. 
In walks Scotland Yard. Yes, an inspector um, who he was a lucky break for Chase because, yeah, he was getting nowhere with the Swiss. And Athelney Jones walks in and like, sure, we can work together. This is great. And Athelney Jones, you see from the very beginning, takes a very Sherlock Holmes style of deduction. He's like, oh, you must be a Pinkerton. You live in Boston. Um, I can tell you're not married. I can tell you live in a shabby apartment. I can tell you've been on a boat for how many weeks by like the soil underneath your fingernails and the dirt on your boots. Like he pulls a Sherlock Holmes on yeah, like, Frederick Chase. Smell like tobacco smoke, but you're not a smoker. So, you know, your cabin mate must've been a smoker. And, and Chase is like, wow, you're really good. He's like everyone else to Holmes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very impressed. So they decide to join forces essentially. And he, they go to dinner and Chase explains his interest in Moriarty and uh his interest in the whole like the 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 connection between moriarty and Devereux, and they decide that uh to, to join forces to try and find and stop Devereux because of course they believe moriarty is dead because they just looked at his body that is not a spoiler that is like right you know page one so yeah like page five chapter one here's a dead body this is james yeah, moriarty this is this is moriarty so that's not a spoiler and so they make their way back to London because they think, hey, you know, Moriarty's dead, Holmes is dead, and Devereux is going to wreak havoc in London unless we do something about it. And Horowitz is, is a British author. Uh, and of course, this is <laughs> so the Americans do not come off well in this book, just so you know. They don't. They don't. They really don't. <laughs> Yeah, the criminals are, you know, it's very bloody. Oh, if, if you hear squeaking, that is my dog, Finn. He has a ball and he's squeaking it uh, because I couldn't shut him out of the office. So my apologies. He's making noise. And yes, all the Americans are gangsters and it's bloody. And I don't think it's a spoiler to say the British criminals hate Clarence Devereaux. Oh, yeah. The Brits detest him they and they're very snotty about it too i mean the they're the brits are very snobby about their criminals in this book moriarty only took 20 percent. Devereux demands at least half yeah. and and the bloodshed and that's another thing you know you're reading sherlock holmes there there was some blood obviously uh but it was written in victorian times so they're not very bloody this is modern so this is bloody as a modern police procedural would be just just so you know that going on this is not this is set in victorian times it is written for a modern crime loving audience so right and like Devereux brings the american organized crime do what i say or you're gonna watch your friend get tortured yeah yeah he is he is vicious i mean the the torture is vicious and pretty gruesome and there are some quite gruesome murders in this book because as chase and jones start to investigate people just start dying right it's like the signal is received stop or this is you yeah yeah very much so and and one thing that uh, we didn't mention at the beginning Chase was brought to London because he had another Pinkerton agent um, embedded with Devereaux's organization, and he is brutally murdered. He is executed, and that's when Chase decides, okay, 
they're, they're onto this. I got to get over there and find out what's going on. So, right. Cause Chase is the lead detective of a group of Pinkertons investigating Devereaux. Because Devereaux's got his fingers all over the United States. He's not just in New York. He's not just on the Eastern seaboard. He is all over the place. They are, and they don't want that to happen in, you know, Britain. And I'm you kind of get the, the ball, feel throughout. The ball squeaking is still happening. I'm sorry. Um, and you really get the feel that Chase is arriving as that is happening, as Devereaux's starting to take over Moriarty's syndicate. Yes. Yep. It's starting to happen. A lot of Moriarty's people are gone. Um, they've a lot of people that he worked with have been uh, disappeared or they're dead, uh, sometimes brutally so. So the takeover is beginning and people are getting the message. You either join Devereaux or you die. And they don't feel that they have a lot of choice. Right. So I think that's about as far as we can go without spoiling it. I think so, because I think if we say too much more, it really does uh, spoil it. And this is a fascinating book and it it's very atmospheric of, of London. They go a lot of places in London. Um, you spend some time at Scotland Yard. You spend some time underground. Uh, there are some uh, little Easter eggs in there. If you've read uh, a lot of Holmes, there's Easter eggs in there from previous Holmes stories. That's kind of fun to find. Right. <laughs> and, and well, and Horowitz is very uh, genuine to the Holmes canon. So he, you do see some characters. You see Gregson and Lestrade. They're both there. Right. But yep. Since, and actually Ath Athelney, is that how you say it? Athelney. Jones? Athelney Jones. He is in the original Holmes stories. Mm -hmm. He is not well depicted by Dr. As Watson. they point out. <laughs> yes, as they point out, not well depicted. Uh, he, he comes off uh, quite a bit better in this one. But, but I don't yes. think we can say too much. This is a fascinating story, but it's fairly dense. There's a lot of detail. Mm. This is not a popcorn thriller. This is not something that you're just going to sit down and fly through in a day. It is, um, it's, it's literary. I I will say I'm having a harder time on audiobook than I've ever had on an audiobook before. And I'm not sure why, maybe because it's nine hours on audiobook. Mm -hmm. But you got through it much. We've both read this before, and you got yes. through it much faster on a reread than I've gotten through it on audio. It's it is painful on audio. I love it. I'm loving the mystery, but I don't know if I'll do another Horowitz on audio. Well, that, that's good to know. And I did. Mine's been on paper both times. And of course, I, you know, this was a reread. So it was a bit faster for me to, to be able to reread it, though. There were a lot of details I had forgotten because it's been several Same. years. So, but, you but know, no, but I it will, really, my only critique, my mm -hmm. only critique is audiobook is a little rough for me on okay. this one, but, but, you know, do, is it a full cast or just one? It is two narrators with a variety of accents. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Yeah, it is two men and it's predominantly one and he's got the whole slew of voices. And then there's another one, I think, who does the Americans. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. But I, I do highly recommend it. This is a five-star read for me. Oh, definitely. It's excellent. Horowitz is a master of his craft of writing mysteries. So really it's very enjoyable if you like mysteries. But I will say it does help to be familiar with Sherlock Holmes. You know, I, oh, I yeah. think if I you, wouldn't, if, yeah. yeah, I would, if you'd never read Sherlock Holmes, um, read some of that first and then read this, you'll appreciate it more. 
Yes. And go back to our last episode. <laughs> yes. Listen to our last episode. So, so what are you currently reading? Well, this isn't currently reading. We haven't actually done an individual kind of deep dive into a book in a while. Oh, this- that's right. Cause well, we've been doing all these mini sodes and movies. I'm getting off track. Same. So my, my book for this um, week is death in the air uh, by Kate Winkler Dawson. I, this was my currently reading a couple weeks ago. Um, and this was Winkler Dawson's first book. This came before American Sherlock, which we've mentioned in the past. Um, as people know, Kate Winkler Dawson has an amazing historical true crime podcast. And this is her first historical true crime book. And it is actually two crimes happening simultaneously. We have The Great Smog of London in December of 1952. And we have serial killer John Reginald Christie of London. Um, John Christie was killed at least eight people. I say at least. There's talk of possibly closer to 10 or 12. Um, And he was killing in London in the Notting Hill neighborhood. Primarily prostitutes. High high risk people. Um, I don't, and then there's also the Great London Smog smog of 1952, which killed approximately 12,000 people. Wow, that's, that's astonishing. The death toll from the five days, five days where you couldn't see, people were getting lost in their own neighborhoods. Someone, it took two hours to walk a couple blocks to find their doctor's office to get pills. Um, Boats were stopped on the Thames. Cars weren't running. It took an ambulance hours to go a couple miles to get a person who had been stabbed. And by the time they got there, the stabbing victim had died and the killer had vanished in the night. Not even the night, it was like midday, but it was black as night. And um, they actually, this book actually really focuses more on the smog and how it was completely mishandled by parliament. They go six months without an investigation on what causes the smog. They're very, very secretive of how many people died. For over 50 years, the death toll was only 4,000. They refused to acknowledge the full 12,000 people because some people died after. The smoke caused long-term disease and it killed them months later, but it still killed them because their bronchi were just coked in coal dust because the smog was caused by coal. Mainly the crappy, um, they called it nutty slack. It was basically coal dust. And you could get a lot of it for cheap. You got way more nutty slack than you got for your coal rations after World War II. So nutty slack combined with the industrial um, um, smokestacks created really a perfect storm with the low pressure system and the cold air. It was so cold that the um, pressure off the Thames and the low pressure system of the Gulf Stream created this horrible, disgusting yellow smog that caked people's windows and just poisoned thousands of Londoners. That's not something that you hear about very often. And it really wasn't I mean, it was in the 1950s, so it's post-World War II. It's not been that long ago. No, it hasn't. And this was Churchill's parliament. 
and the conservatives, the Tories, just wanted to bury it. They didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to discuss air pollution. And it really took the Socialist Party, the Labor Party, to just nagging and nagging at them. And they really, Caitlin Claire Dawson does a beautiful job showing how this would have been swept under the rug. And it was for some period of time when Reginald Christie's victims were found in his house. And they also mention how it took a long time, took till 1956 to get the first Clean Air Act of England. Wow. And, but Christie's execution and some of his alleged victims were actually some of the reasons that the death penalty in England was abolished. So that happened much faster than the Clean Air Act. Interesting. That is very interesting. So there is no death penalty in the UK? No, there is not. Um, Because part of it was, well, people had been convicted for some of his alleged victims. Did they kill innocent people? And that's never been solved. What Parliament was always like, nope, he didn't kill those people. The likelihood of having two killers in the same home, in the same flats, is impossible. And Winkler Dawson points out, maybe, but the other guy wasn't a serial killer. He was a wife beater. And it is possible to have a wife beater and a serial killer in the same building. Oh, yeah. So that's that's never been solved, especially after the domestic violence uprise after World War II. So it's really, you know, did that guy kill his wife or did Christy kill his wife? Interesting. And that's that'll never be solved, especially no. because of how badly th- that woman's murder was investigated. Well, Caitlin Winkler Dawson really has a, a knack for finding these unusual but fascinating things to write about. So. Right. And I loved this one because she really is like, you know, London focused on this guy, killed eight, maybe 12 people. 12,000 Londoners died and the British government swept it under the rug. Yeah. Well, good for her. For her. Yeah. I loved this book. This book actually was very fast paced. She does a phenomenal time doing, um, combining the timelines um, and jumping from a lot of the MPs in Parliament to Reginald Christie's life. So no, also a five-star review, review from me. And this has been out a few years. I think you read it in paperback. So yes, I did available? read it. In, yes, I did read it in paperback. Because like I said, this is her second, her first of two books. Well, great. Well, those are a couple of backlist titles. Moriarty is obviously a backlist as well. And, and so is this one. So widely available libraries, paperback, used bookstores. You know, you can find them about anywhere, which is nice. Yes. But what are you currently reading? Uh, I just finished a, it's a new release. So this one is brand new. All Her Little Secrets by Wanda Morris. Ooh, And it is, it's a thriller. And I would recommend it. Uh, the Other Black Girl uh, by Zakia Delilah Harris got a lot of press in 2021 and was a bestseller, I believe. But people were very mixed on the ending. Um, a lot of people hated the ending. I thought it was great, but I thought that was that tinge of horror was the ending. Some people didn't like it. If you read The Other Black Girl and did not like the ending, you should read All Her Little Secrets by Wanda Morris because you will love the ending. Uh, It's a bit (laughs) of a slow burn. It's a debut. Uh, Morris is a corporate attorney, mother of three children, and just wrote, you know, a thriller. So, you know, yeah, overachiever. 
but it's it starts a bit slow and there are a few spots where i'm like oh let's pick up the pace a little bit here and but it does really get going the last half of the book moves pretty quickly and the ending the ending is quite good so i recommend it it's also set in a law firm in atlanta Ooh. and uh and it's not when you start uncovering um elise that's our main character when you if they're not little secrets there's some big secrets there big secrets so yeah that that was a good one and i just finished it up all right my what about you my currently reading is about to start um, I'm about to start reading. Um, you'll never have, you'll never believe what happened to Lacey. Stories about racism by Amber Ruffian and Lacey Lamar. That's a good one. Yes, you loaned it to me. Yes. Um, and I'm excited to read it. Amber Ruffian is one of Seth Meyers' head writers <laughs> for NBC, and I love her. So I'm really excited to read this. And you told me um, this is a lot of the weird stuff that happens. Weird to us, but. That happens to her sister Lacey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of it you said you've mentioned talks about the um all like you look like Oprah. No, she doesn't. No, no, she doesn't look like she also does not look like Whoopi Goldberg. Oh no, no, her picture's or on the Harriet cover. Tubman. Oh my god. Yeah. So yes, that's a lot of addressing the racism, microaggressions towards black women in yes. New York, right? Uh, no, Omaha. Oh, Amber's in New York. Amber's in New York. Lacey lives in their hometown of Omaha, Nebraska. So, oh, this is gonna be even better because oh, this is it, like this is like what happens in our lives. Exactly, exactly. And this this will some of the stuff you read. And luckily, Am Amber is is really funny. She's hilarious. She writes this, so you're laughing. You're also kind of crying, and you're also very appalled because it's like, oh my god. I mean seriously you know white folk need to read this because you just you can't believe what happens to i i was shocked so yeah it's it's a great book everybody should read it you know fantastic i'm actually more excited now because it's, we're midwestern women yeah and it's like you know oh i really hope i don't do some of this stuff well, no, I, I don't think you've ever gone up to someone and run your finger through their hair in the grocery store. Oh my God. No, yeah, that, that one stopped me. I don't want to ruin anything for anyone. There's a lot of, there's a lot of just crazy stuff in there. What so the yeah, hell? you should read it. And that's a pretty new book that, that has not been out. I think it came out, uh, in 2021. Yes. January of 2021. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's been out and about for a bit. So, so about a year old. So. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It does help others find the show. And also, if you like what you hear, please share these episodes. Recommend us to a friend. It helps us grow our audience. Yes, you know, we we get a lot. Rates and reviews are phenomenal. And we also need your help spreading the word. So yes. screenshots, word of mouth, always helpful. Yep, exactly. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Proper Villains Books. And you can shoot us an email at propervillainsbooks at gmail.com. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.